I want to thank our sponsors, Athletic Greens, who created AG1, one of the most innovative packets of supplements, including 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. These ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I personally started using Athletic Greens and love the way I feel in the morning after I drink it. And I no longer have energy crashes throughout the day. And the best part is that it's delicious. The founder of Athletic Greens created AG1 because he experienced a ton of gut health and ended up on a complicated and expensive supplement routine to recover. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash yasmine. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash yasmine, Y-A-S-M-E-E-N, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, my name is Yasmine Terehi, and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness, well-being, and spirituality. Today's episode is about sound healing and how to build a template inside yourself with Nacho Aramani. Nacho is a neurocomposer, multi-instrumentalist, and international speaker. He's also a master ethnic percussionist, and his music career began at the age of six as a classical piano student and singer with the Spanish National Choir and Orchestra. He just has a unique blend of talents and diverse capabilities as a producer, performer, and musician for the brain. He's the creator of the Aramani Method, an innovative voice and movement technique that promotes peak performance and brain coherence through body and brainwaves entrainment with natural harmonic patterns. And we'll talk about that in the show. I actually participated in the Aramani Method and it was incredible. Um, and I'm just so excited to share this, this methodology with you. All right. So I personally also worked with Nacho um, and learned about him first at a conference uh, that I went to many years ago. And his name has just popped up in many circles. And so I'm so excited to introduce Nacho and to have him on the show today. So welcome, Nacho. Hello, Jasmine. I'm very happy to be here with you today. So Nacho, can you tell us, just to kick it off, uh, what does the word sound mean to you? Well, the word sound evokes many things, but um, for me, sound is a pulse. Sound is vibration itself. Sound is frequency. And frequency is defined as beats per second, which is basically sound is a pulse. And if we looked at anything that is alive, anything that is alive has a specific frequency, so it pulses. And that pulse itself is information and defines the living matter itself. So for me, sound, learning about sound is basically learning about life. As as I said, everything that is alive has a pulse and a frequency. So for me, sound is absolutely everything. It's life in this realm and other realms because basically sound, and I will talk about music, sound is 
the only tool that a human being has to connect with other dimensions. Basically, sound is multidimensional. The other thing that human has that is multidimensional is plant medicine. But sound is accessible to absolutely everybody. And when we organize sound in time, that's when mu music happens. So organizing sounds in times with the structure, with a harmonic structure, that's when music happens. So we are used to perceive sound, of course, with our ears, but we feel sound. And even now that I'm looking at uh, my window, I'm and see the trees moving and all these, um, all these shapes moving in harmony and in a relationship, basically myself, I'm seeing sound. So sometimes a landscape for me is a symphony. So that's why for me, sound is life itself. It's, uh, it's the code for life. And it's actually one of the codes to understand life. And that's why music, these organizing sounds in times with a structure of harmonic patterns is a very beautiful analogy for life, how we can have a life that is harmonic, how we can embrace tension, like a tree has tension, but has the specific tension and the perfect balance intention to create life within and around, around him, so, or it, sorry. So that's why sound means to me is the most profound way to, for me to experience life. Mm, and how have you seen people really change their physiology and also how it impacts them kind of on this physical level? You know, can you give us some examples of how you've seen people transform through sound and sound healing? And how is also sound healing, what does that actually mean? Because <laughs> I think a lot of people have been throwing that word around quite a bit. What I can tell you is what's, how, how sound affects physiology and neurobiology. And that's why sound affects our body and our whole system uh, beyond the spiritual level. Because sound is a wave, it's a physical wave, right? So when that wave imp impacts the body through resonance, that's basically sound has two aspects of it. One is resonance, the other one is entrainment. So we're talking to talk about now resonance is how that wave impacts your body. You're going to feel it. So I always said that it's impossible to fake sound because sound is going to impact your body and you're going to feel it. Basically, sound carries information. This is what is a very important concept. That wave is carrying information and that information is going to be read by the body when it impacts the body. So you're going to be changed the physiology, the physiology right away because that wave is going to impact your cells. It's going to impact the water, the 70% water of your system, and it's going to create a change. Now, the other very, very, very important uh, aspect of sound that I'm very surprised that in sound healing, nobody talks about it that often. And that's why sound healing now, what needs is knowledge. And not that many experiences, but really knowledge about what, why sound is affecting us, right? One of the most, the other very important aspect of sound is called entrainment. Entrainment is a neurobiological, neurophysiological aspect of us, of, of, our, of, our, of our nervous system. What means entrainment? Entrainment is the ability of the brain to get in sync to any external rhythmic pattern. This is very important because when... Any of us, you know, we are listening to, to music that has rhythm. I'm going to ask you, what do you do when you listen to music that has a very strong rhythm? What do you automatically do, Jasmine? 
<laughs> I either kind of dance or or move or kind of move my body. <laughs> exactly. And then do you think about that action? Uh, no. That's, you see, that is entrainment. It completely bypasses your prefrontal cortex. You can't control it. Your brain waves are aligned and get in sync to that rhythm. Now, talking about sound, we're talking about rhythm, right? But sound, if, as I said at the beginning, it's sound, we define it as frequency, and frequency are beats per second. If we know that the brain gets in sync with beats, any sound that has a frequency, by default, of course, we're going to align our brain, our brain waves with that specific frequency, which means those beats per second. So basically, we cannot escape, escape from sound. We're always going to be affected in our neurobiology in, and in our physiology. So how I've seen people change uh, with sound? Well, I've seen many, 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 many people. And the most fascinating ones is, is now the last patients, students I'm having basically with cancer about how when the sound of trauma is liberated from the system and then the authentic voice coming from strength and a sense of safety from within is carried through the body. What I've seen is, is, is people healing from cancer or people really, really being able to be overcome a very difficult autoimmune disease. So when we are able in our system, our physiological system, to release the sounds that are being damaged for, from us, from trauma, and I will, we'll talk about that later, we get the space free, and then that space when it's free and it's filled up with that authentic voice that is really connected with your heart and is really connected with your essence, you are creating internally like an energy machine. <laughs> You are creating like a, like a, basically you become a Tesla machine. You're creating free energy and your voice, your own authentic voice is the healing aspect, is that energy that is carrying through your system and transforming your physiology. That's why I always said, people tell me, what is your favorite sound? What is the best healing sound? Well, it's the human voice, but nobody else says that your authentic voice is free being carried through your body and through your system that creates what I'm seeing is like the most uh, amazing uh, life-changing processes. Mm, wow. Yeah. And so uh, I'd love to, you know, from that dive into the Aramani method and I have taken at least the first part of it. Um, and so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you created it, what it, what it is and how it helps people heal because you spoke about how the most important sound is actually our own voice and our own authentic voice. And, um, you know, it's my observation that a lot of people are not in their authentic voice for a variety of reasons. And so how do you get people to that space? And, and yeah, so two, two questions. One is what is the Armani method and how do you get people to their authentic voice? So the Armani method is basically a movement breathing and voice techniques that uh, helps to create a specific architecture in the brain based in the properties of the golden ratio. What this means is because we know that we can entrain our brain, synchronizes our brain with patterns. We can also do that by hearing sound, but by moving. When we move, we are engaging the vestibular system and is one of the most deep ways to create that synchronization. Now, the question is, which patterns do we want to synchronize with, right? 
the most uh, most of, the, of 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 people are entraining daily with patterns that are not harmonic they want to promote growth they want to promote success they want to mo- promote uh, a lot of things but those patterns are not harmonic when we look at nature the nature the way that nature grows is harmonic why because it's using the golden ratio that is also being used in architecture in temples around the world and in art those are that Leonardo da Vinci, Alfred Studer, that we observe beauty. We are think we are labeling as beauty, but what we are really codifying is harmony. Harmony is what our system is seeking, which in medicine is called homeostasis, is balance. So nature has the code for balance, and it's not just the code for balance, it's the code for harmonic growth and expansion. So the whole point of the Arimani method is in training to get in sync with that uh, with that pattern through movement and breathing because that's how very deep we entrain. Now, when we access that that and we move through these patterns and we breathe through these patterns, what I said in the method is we are building the temple. We are building a, a pyramid. Why? Because we are using the same ratio how pyramids and temples are built. For what reason? Well, what I've discovered, as you said before, people are running identities. They are not connecting with their authentic voice. We are running identities basically to achieve success, to achieve uh, a sense of safety, to achieve value. And all those are based in the standards of society and that we have learned when we were kids. And basically because we, our only objective is to feel love and to feel safe. So I, I've seen through my practice that most of the people at the, at the moment, early stages, they've lost the sense of safety for two reasons. One, for any kind of trauma in the family, like domestic violence, uh, abuse, or any kind. I work in, now in, in the Middle East with war. So the, when that happens, the system, the body shuts down, the body closes down. And where we go is into the mind to find security there. And actually that's the moment that the ego is, is built. And we, we adopt the standards of society to really just try to survive that pain. Then also that standards are basically judgment. So what I always said is that internal space also gets closed with judgment. So the whole point of the Arimani method is trying to bring back to the system a feeling, energetic, physical and physical and mind of safety and strength. Because it's just from safety and strength where how we can access our potential. Basically is bringing the, the system back to parasympathetic. You know, as Dr. Stephen Porges in his poly, polyvagal theory says, it's impossible to access to high cognitive function if we are in sympathetic, if we are in fire or flight. So basically a lot of people in a very important moment of their lives, they were sink into fire or flight. And that has become the default. But we forgot that we are in fire or flight because we live in a society that if you have money or you have success, you're trying to numb that fire or flight. But that means that all your decisions are not to be in your best power, in your peak performance, are just to survive the pain or the judgment that when you were a kid, you experienced. So the first purpose of the Arimani method is create this strong temple with mind and body aligned, which the result of that happens is like the mind chatter shuts down. 
the whole point of the Rimani method is bringing you back into your body, into your system. And what I've seen very fast is in 10 minutes of practice where we've been in the temple, and you probably can talk about this because we have a very powerful session one morning, right? Okay. The anxiety and the mind chatter completely shuts down. Why? Because when we entrain, when we synchronize the brain with these golden ratio patterns, basically I'm using the Pentagon cycles of five, we are creating communication between the two brain hemispheres. And we are creating this finally whole system in the brain. And that brings you back into your body. That's when the brain and heart coherence happen. So I've seen this amazing process like, and you can talk about that morning that we did the session that people are in anxiety, the monkey mind and stopping, and then entraining, aligning the brain with this harmonic pattern brings you back to presence and strength and sense of safety. That's what we need, the starting point where we need to be our default. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I have seen massive shifts doing this work with you. And I love that you build uh, on top of the work that you, you, cre- you created, right? So each week there's kind of new principles and new exercises. Um, and I think what I noticed when I did the work was that I felt much more present, um, and much more safe in my body and also just powerful in a sense, you know, the, I felt that there was more life force, more prana, more energy running through all my, my, my body. And, um, and so I think that's, that was very interesting for me just to realize, wow, there was so much dissipation of my attention and awareness and energy. And once I collected it back into myself, then, you know, things started to really shift, um, not just in my internal world, but also in my external world. And so, yeah. And I, I think that that's an interesting point because I think a lot of people who who do sound healing, they don't really focus on the body, building the temple. And I, for those who are listening, can you talk or discuss uh, what the golden ratio um, is and, and why that's such an important piece? Because for me, when we spoke about that, I mean, that was something I had never heard about before, um, building that golden temple within, within ourselves, um, and how that relates to the, the, that, that same structure that's built in like, you know, synagogues and churches and mosques like that, that, um, yeah, that structure. Yeah, let me, I'm going to get to this, but I want to finish what you share about the feeling of a lot of energy within and prana moving through you. Mm -hmm. So the whole objective is when we create this space, sound needs space, your voice needs space, right? So when we finally create this open space again of, of safety and strength, then you have your voice can move through the space. You can access to that essential voice that you have and when you start toning and you start releasing your voice through the space you are basically releasing that energy you are basically feeling that prana so that's why then your voice becomes energy and that energy is the transformative energy that you are carrying so that's why golden ratio was created in temples that's how uh, basically humankind has built pyramids in egypt pyramids in mesoamerica uh, synagogues, mosques, pagodas. There are different shapes, but the relationship between the whole of the shape and each part is golden ratio based. So then what is golden ratio? Okay. So the definition of golden ratio is the harmonic pattern of growth and evolution. I repeat this harmonic pattern of growth and evolution. That's the pattern that nature has chosen 
or the creator or source to create life. And if you see a landscape, a nature's, nature's landscape is all diversity and is all multiplicity, right? But when we are in, in that space, we have a sense of peace. Why? Because also through our eyes, we are codifying the patterns. We are also entraining our brain through the patterns. And there is a common pattern of growth, which is this ratio. Ratio means the relationship between the whole and the part. I hope everybody's feeling is following me here. Imagine your human body. We have the human body and we have the different parts, right? Your wrist, your elbow, your arm. All of us, we are different, but the relationship between the whole, our whole body and each part in us is constant in all of us, which is amazing. It's golden ratio based. The same how a tree grows, the, the same as flower, how flowers grow, the same as how galaxies expand. So, and now humankind to build temples where they can feel safe and connect to source, they build it in the golden ratio space. And this is very important because this is how basically architecture and sound are technology for transformation and evolution of consciousness. The equation, which I've been studying, I, I was, you know, I don't want to get very long on this, but the equation is a golden ratio space. Imagine the pyramid or a cathedral. What do people do inside of those temples? No matter the tradition, people sing in those temples. And when people sing together as prayer, there is a sense of connectivity and empowerment that happens after that experience. Why? Because it's sound within a golden ratio space creates connection with source and empowering in the community. And there is a shift on that. So that's why the Remind Method wants to create. You becoming that church with an open space, completely harmonic and strong. And then when your voice is within that space, is empowering you, is awakening that prana, and it's going to make you moving forward in a harmonic way. So that's why basically harm, uh, the golden ratio is actually the code for life in a harmonic way. We need to distinguish that humankind has been creating growth with all these mind uh, pushing, but that growth is not harmonic. And that's why we are experiencing now in our societies, you know, even in the economy, you know. The amazing thing about harmonic growth and how we see nature growing is there is no competition. Is the solution for a tree to share more exposure to the light in each of the leaves with minimum superposition. I hope you guys can dig into. Nature has found a solution in a tree to expose maximum to the leaves to the light, which is life and nutrition, but minimum competition and superposition, and superposition within others. And that way to solve the equation is a golden ratio way. So I hope this helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I'm so fascinated by the, the golden ratio concept and, um, you know, it made a lot of sense to me personally. Um, but I want to talk about how we use this method to create our reality by focusing our attention. Uh, you spoke about how like the mind is often creating and pushing our reality, but when we're in this space, you know, is it just, you know, is there more synchronicity? Like how does that work? And how have you seen people 
create new realities from this work? Well, um, the first thing is to, to, to become an empty space. Again, to create that temple that is, you know, imagine like I'm, I'm making a movement, like if your heart is closed, you have your, your, your hands in your heart and then you open, you create a circle, you create space, right? And then within that space, energy can move. Now, most of the people inside that space, there is a frequency of trauma. So, and then because of the trauma, you create the identity. We can, we can identify the identity and we can try to erase the ego, right? But the problem is like the system, the frequency of trauma is still in our connective tissue. So that's why if we are doing affirmations, but we are not really going deep into what is the frequency that we've been carrying through the years and we have forgotten what happened in creating reality is like when we are saying a prayer or we are saying like with words and we are putting that prayer into the unified field to be read and then be mirrored back as a reality. Basically, we are sending to the field a completely um, antagonist message. And actually, the field is not going to read your words. The, the, the field is not reading words. It's reading frequency, which is reading feelings. I hope people you are following me with this. Yes. <laughs> so basically you say, Oh, I'm I'm powerful, I'm powerful, I'm powerful, I'm powerful, but inside you have the frequency of unworthiness because your family make you feel that way or what of your brother or whatever. You are saying, I'm powerful, but the tone, this is very important, the tone of your voice, the sound itself is carving the frequency, I'm not worth it. So what is, and that you are sending that to you, the unified field, the unified field is going to mirror you back. It's going to be you mark the difference between what you're saying and what you're feeling. And what you're feeling is how you're sounding. <laughs> you follow me? Yeah. So then what happens? Then, then the unified field is going to send you back a reality to work on that, to work on that gap that you have within. So you can access to the unworthiness, resolve it. And then with that, a space free from that frequency, then you can say, I'm powerful. And actually, you don't even need to say it. We just need to feel it and send a sound that is the feeling of I'm powerful. Then that will be read by unified field and it will mirror you back a reality of, 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 of I don't want to see power because I don't know like the word, like a very abundance, harmonic abundance back to you. That makes sense? Oh yeah. It's uh, so powerful. And I think something a lot of people don't understand. It's like, there's such a desire in our culture to use aggression and willpower to go after things that we want. But, and the reality is like, we feel our feelings are, are so important and so powerful because they tell you everything you need to know about a person. And I think that even for people that are not intuitive, you know, we can sense, things about certain people. But um, yeah, it's it's a powerful point and one that rings very true in my own life, um, just in terms of my feeling states and what gets mirrored back to me. And, and so I think the most powerful thing we can do is actually, if we're not in a good space, is to try to shift our, our feelings through your work, but even just acknowledging that that's, you know, that's where we need to start. <laughs> For me, yeah, there is. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna kind of deconstruct the, the paradigm everybody's talking about manifestation because I actually don't believe in it. You know, we think that, and even another lot of teachers are talking about the power of thought, which it has power, but 
the problem is that we are not accessing feeling. If you go to, to basically native traditions, they don't talk, they don't say words. It's a feeling how you pray. Basically, the prayer technology, technology is through feeling. It's freeing the reality as it is right now. So for me, when everybody is now talking, I'm going to manifest this life. I'm going to manifest this house. I'm going to manifest my family. I'm going to manifest my, my partner. You are, you are basically manifesting your limiting beliefs, number one. So you are, you are getting trapped into your own limiting beliefs. And if you can do some affirmations, and because of repetition also creates reality, basically repetition creates reality. You can, you can basically attract that to your life, which is okay, but you are attracting, you are trying, you are manifesting such a very minimum possibility of your potential. So how I see manifestation is you have to do right here, right now, 100% what you love with no excuse and with full on devotion, practice and dedication, which is a repetition. So then we are, when you are aligning repetition of your craft with love and devotion, and then you let go, this is very important. You let go of the shape of what you want to create. What comes back to you as a reflection with the persistence in a big cycle of time is much bigger than your wild, than your, your wildest imagination. This is very important because everybody's trying to manifest very small parts of themselves. Um, you know, repetition works. So, but you are not accessing to the wonder of who you want to become, which actually you don't know. So as soon as you put an objective, as soon as you put out an image, you are reducing yourself. You, the idea is to be, to now do exactly what is aligned with your, aligned with your essence what you really love, no matter what people say, which is the judgment from outside, that is the worst, and it's closing the space for your authentic voice, then you go to the identity. No, you go deep into what makes you feel complete right now. And then you devote five months or five years to do that, and you persist with devotion, you will see what you create. You will see what the universe sends you back, I'm telling you, is not in the frame that you have in your mind right now. Are you following me? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's why I want to make a call of all you guys that are listening about the, the part, everybody talking about manifesting, manifesting. If you are trying to manifest something means that you are not being complete right now, therefore you're gonna manifest incompleteness. So when you get there, you wanna go on more. Therefore you're gonna be never satisfied. Therefore you're gonna be set, you're gonna be not, not, not happy. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. nobody is teaching us that the is well big teachers presence the moment right here right now that's the opportunity to become whole right here right now if you are not doing it you are sending that to the to the to the field and if you think that by getting the partner by getting the job by getting the abundance by getting your empire that's what is going to bring you completeness you will see that when you get there you will not feel it because mm-hmm. right now you're not feeling it and you're not devoting your life to that. Yeah. Wow. Powerful, powerful point, Nacho. I think a lot of us, um, yeah, are looking for some goalpost <laughs> to cross constantly without feeling happy in our present moment. And it, I think it's hard because so much of culture, mainstream culture right now is focused on this like exactly 
the standards of beauty in women, the standards of success, which is based in money and how many followers you have, the standards of safety, which is based on how many you have in your bank account or how if you have the health insurance or whatever now is going on. But nothing is from within. Is Everything is the standards from outside. So then when you get there, that's why I'm seeing celebrities now on my work. You get there, you have the success, you have the money, you have the family, and then guess what? You are sad, you are depressed, you are with addictions, or you are with a disease. Mm. Can you talk to us about your own journey and where you learned your philosophy and, and how you kind of experimented with this to get to this kind of knowledge. Cause I think it's so profound because you sit at the intersection of all these different modalities and worlds. And uh, I think very few people have your perspective. So I just would love to hear a little bit more about the world of Nacho and like how you came to be and how you uh, are, were able to create the Armani method and articulate it. Well, it's been Arimani Method is kind of the compilation of my whole life, of everything that I've learned uh, in music, my life experience, my time studying philosophy at university, my time working in jail when I was 25 years old, working with juveniles in detention, all my readings and then music and and then my willingness to well, actually, actually, no, I, I, I didn't want to do healing at all. That was a discovery that came in my path. And again, it came in my path because I was devoting my life to music. And then being my, in my life fully devoted in music, in 2005, I was basically touring in Mexico. And I was doing a concert at the big theater of Mexico City, like for 2,000 people. So at that moment, I was basically playing percussion for dance, flamenco dance companies. And I become in Spain a very kind of soft after percussionist because I bring into the flamenco scene instruments from another cultures and sounds from another uh, traditions to, to play with flamenco, right? So I have a set, drum set on the floor with water drums, clay drums. It was very kind of like uh, different. So when we finish the concert and the dance, um, the lightning designer, which for me, this is a very important uh, person also analogy for life. A lighting designer in a theater is the person that has the, the, the widest and highest perspective. Are you following me with this, right? Okay. It's above so you can see everything because you have to put the lights on. That for me is consciousness. Yes, as a, for the record. Consciousness is having perspective. So you have to have different points of view to see, to be able to say that you can see or to see. Anyways, this guy, because he was really high above, was was able to perceive things that nobody would be able to perceive. Everybody is attracted, what we were saying before, with the beautiful dancer that was doing very spectacular steps, right? The success. Imagine that's the success. But then when we finished the concert, he came to me and said, hey, Nacho, I need to tell you something, you know. People think that is Maria, you know, the dancer that is doing the amazing show. But you, I, I saw from above that you from behind you are creating this you are creating this electromagnetic field that is shifting the energy of the theater hmm. and at that moment i i promise you i didn't know what was electromagnetic <laughs> field i was just focused on being doing my job like this high end you know like precision percussion is very difficult thing and i said what are you talking about victor you know it's like no no it's like you need to know that what you're doing is more than performing so at that moment, he said, oh, you need to meet this shaman and then you meet this other doctor that works with sound. And that's when basically all the world for sound healing 
shifted in my life and I decided to devote my life not just to of performing or composing that I was doing I was I decided to devote my life to sound and I didn't know what that means you see it's not that I want to become now uh, you know I do records for neurotechnology companies I, that was not in my vision but I said I I felt and I say and I I said with my word connecting with my feelings. I want to devote my life to sound. I'm devoting my life to sound and I'm going to see what that means. And that, you know, brought me into the field of, you know, at the same time I was, I was doing a lot of avant-garde jazz in New York. And it was very funny because with the people I was doing jazz in New York, I have, was having the same conversations I was having with the shamans in Mexico, which is very wild. It's basically sending sound to the cosmos and receiving sound from the cosmos and bringing the sound down. So my life was, it's been always in between different worlds. That's why you said before, it's always, I, I see myself as a bridge. So I was doing avant-garde jazz with, in New York with the same principles I was working with the shamans. And that I was trying to convert that into compositions with people on a stage to create an experience. So to make the story short, then I did my album in New York uh, with uh, basically with a world jazz septet. And then I decided to move to Mexico because in Spain, my work was didn't have a space to flourish. This is very important, you see. You can have the base, the best seat, but it is in no space because the space is filled up with judgment. You cannot grow. Mm -hmm. So I have to leave Spain, travel across the world, move to New York when my music was always welcome. And when I arrived there, I thought I was going to keep building my jazz. But I said, as soon as I stepped, that's the power of sound aligned with feeling. You see the about manifestation? As, as soon as I stepped in New York in 2008, 11, December 11, I say, I'm going to do music for, for healing. Mm, the wow. feeling and the voice together and then and i didn't know what that mean right so you know basic to make the story short i'm in new york i was starting a completely new life i get married i abandoned my career in spain so i was starting from zero two weeks in new york i found a magazine of the new york open center which is the has been the leading center for the past 40 years in europe about spirituality and holistic health and I opened the magazine and it was a nine months program about the principles of sound healing. Like if it was designed for <laughs> me, I was like, what? So I enrolled in that, in that, um, in that, in that program. And I have the best teachers, like basically the pioneers of sound healing in this country and the world. And in this, in the world, like Dr. John Bellew, who is the one, the man that developed Tuniforks, um, Wow. Uh, Dr. Patrick Mook, uh, Pat Moffitt Cook, an amazing woman that studies shamanism around the world. Um, Don Campbell, I mean, you name it, amazing teachers and mentors that guide me. To make the story short, that brought me into, into a conference where I meet a woman that was working in New Jersey with kids with autism the most severe kids with autism in New Jersey. And I did a little demo of myself playing. And then after the show, after my, well, they give me five minutes, basically. <laughs> but then she came to me and say, uh, say, I don't know, but I feel that because of entrainment, you see the power of the brain to get in sync. I know that the way you play rhythm, these kids that they don't engage with anything because they are complete severe autism issues. 
I know that they will engage with your rhythm. So will you be interested in doing like a trial with me of three months, see how rhythm affects them? And that was my dream come true because I, that, you know, I'm finally saying, okay, I can put my drums in service, you know, for transformation. And a, a three months trial, and that's in two years of work full on in the clinic. It becomes my job working with very, very severe kids with autism and really seeing at that moment, I was still in my early ages working with my intuition, really seeing how specific rhythms and these natural sounds that I play, basically organic sounds, the resonance that I receive, the wave that is sent through my instruments to the bodies is a natural wave. And by combining this natural resonance with specific rhythms that brought me into the golden ratio rhythms, was amazing to see the shift in the in the kids in in fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and how they get self regulated for all, for almost five days. Wow. And that turns me into into being hired by this company called Advanced Brain Technologies that has been developing sound therapy programs for kids with autism, ADD, ADHD for the past 35 years, really bringing sign into sound. They were looking for someone that was able to compose with rhythm. Why? Because everything that happens in the brain is rhythm, right? And training. So they they are at the forefront, cutting edge of sound therapy in the world, and it's, they were looking for someone that can compose with rhythm, which is very rare. So they found me, and we got into an agreement, and that was the for me my dream come true somehow. Here I am, two years with a full on job composing my music, working with neuroscientists all of my instruments being recorded and analyzed with a spectrogram so I know exactly which frequencies harmonic and harmonics my traditional instruments has and how I can compose music to affect, to affect brain function. So that was kind of a little bit of in a short way. <laughs> and, that becomes, and that gives me everything to understand the power of sound for the brain. And then... The Arimani method came also as people wanting to sing like I sing. I used to do my solo shows and sound journeys and people come to me, oh, I want to sing like you sing. And I said, no, you don't want to sing like I sing. You want to sing like you sing. Mm. I can tell you how I did it. And and I want to tell you about that. It's like I've, I've been 15 years in therapy, so I know that my space is clean now. This is the core point. I know that my internal space is clean and I know that I devote my life to sound so i'm not singing as a performance i'm not singing horizontally i'm singing vertically so i am allowing the sound to come through me but for that i've been 15 years in therapy so i know that my space is free from trauma are you following me with this mm, yeah absolutely right so, so so that that when people start coming to me is like i said well what everybody needs to do is getting out of their minds because as soon as you want to connect with their voice, you jump into judgment, perfectionism and judgment. I'm going to sound good. And that's when the, the space gets shut down. So because I know, and I was already working with the kids with autism and developing the program for advancement technologies, if I can tease you with movement, if I can tease you with rhythm, I will engage your brain so you will not think. And it's when you don't think, when you access your voice. Mm, powerful. So, um, you know, there's just a lot that was, that was shared. I'm, I'm sort of wondering like, what about the, the safety piece of, of sound, you know, when people are really, um, 
maybe not able to sort of follow this path or like not open up? Like how, how do you see people struggle with this work? Right. Cause I think you've developed this beautiful methodology and um, you know, and it, and it speaks volumes that I love you, what you said. You spent 15 years <laughs> um, really cleaning out your own space so that you can, you can create like a, a clean channel when you're helping others. Um, but, but what about when people have like resistance? Like, do you notice that? Do you see it not working for some people? Well, resistance is the mind that the one to be, that know that is going to be taken over and is the identity that doesn't want to give up. So the resistance is always coming at the moments of change. That's why you need to commit with the, to, if you really want to commit to change, that's why you need to persist in the practice doesn't matter if it's the Ayurvedic method or any practice that you choose. I don't care. As long as you repeat a pattern that makes you change. When you start doing that, the mind is going to kick out, is going to kick in and create all doubts and resistance because if you do that, the new pattern, the old mind is not going to have a space to be. Mm-hmm. And that mind, which is the ego and identity, actually have served you for many years to survive pain. So you are super attached to it. You are so attached to listen to it. So there is the moment, that's what I'm saying to people, you know, it's not about when, you know, do I do trauma release from sex abuse or trauma release from war? That session, which seems like very intense and very like, like, a, like an exorcism, that's not uh, the important one. That's the easy one, actually. The difficulty is now you have this space completely open. You have, like, imagine you have a book now with completely blank pages so you can write in. And because your mind is so used to write in that book and you are so attached to that, you have to immediately start practicing the new way of writing, which is authenticity and feeling, and persist on that. And that is not gonna is not gonna happen in a week. It's not gonna happen even just the minimum is twenty one days, as we know minimum. But the practice that I've been doing with Taoism is ninety days minimum. We are we live in a in a world now of such a instant reward, you know. And now in this spirituality, I'm so fake world like oh, I'm doing ayahuasca thing and now I'm healed. No, actually, that's that's just an impulse. Uh, that that amazing medicine is giving you an impulse, an impulse and a window to go back to your life and do things differently. By by changing your clothes and by changing the music that you are listening, you are not changing inside because you are behaving exactly the same way when you have a problem or a tension. Mm. So how you change your behavior is by changing your brain patterns. And that's why the Armani method, it really helps you to, by movement and by breathing and connecting daily with your voice to really access to a new way of being. But you have to persist because you've been like, imagine 35 years of momentum of identity. That identity is not going to want to give up in a week. So it's going to fight the new bridling. You know what I'm saying? In the book. So that's the resistance that everybody deals with. And that's when I see people failing in the process is when they abandon the practice, you know. But on the other hand, I have students, you know, that I have practiced for 600 600 600 days in a row or 900 days in a row. These people, I have a student in Lebanon, was able to miraculously in the manifestation to get, get his papers in a completely corrupted system and been able to emigrate from Lebanon to Germany, which he's been trying for four years. And he devoted to the practice for six months 
every single day and boom and then manifestation of miracles start happening so there's no there is no mystery for this it's persistence the brain to change needs repetition that's all now choose the pattern you want to repeat because that's the pattern you will become mm. and your mind your identity is going to fight it that's the resistance but that's when you have to push so, um, Nacho, can you talk to us about how you get back on track when you're also kind of dealing with, you know, human suffering or conflict or any situations? Like, what's what's your morning ritual and, like, how do you stay motivated? Well, the first thing I do is uh, I wake up, I get into my computer, my, I have a beautiful, you see my studio, so, and I put uh, music every morning, even piano pieces, classical piano pieces or cello pieces. Because that helped me to start my morning. I'm in training. You see, I'm synchronizing right away my system with these tones, you know, and I'm very slow tones. So I, I, I love to enjoy my mornings. So I'm waking up with that. Then while I'm listening to the music, I'm preparing like a kind of a smoothie with cacao and different mushrooms, like reishi, lion's mane, uh, cordyceps. And then I go in my garden. This is very important. And I sit in the garden in the, uh, looking at the sun. So the first thing is, you see, my brain is entrained with the music. I'm feeding my body right away with really good stuff. And then I go outside to feel the sun and to feel the earth. I, I, I drink my, my smoothie, whatever. And then what brings me really into alignment, I get a shower, cold shower. And then I practice what is called five Tibetans. Five Tibetans is a very old form of yoga that uh, Tibetan monks has been practicing for hundreds of years. It's a very, 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 very physical uh, practice that you improve the repetitions of five poses. This is so important for me because it brings me right on into my body. When I'm in my body, after that, what I do is pranayama using golden ratio and Fibonacci cycles. For what? So I'm breathing with Fibonacci. You know, I'm breathing with golden ratio patterns. For what? To create in my brain this uh, this harmonic pattern. So I breathe in cycles of fives and eights, and then I breathe, I breathe in cycles of eight and 13 combined with movement. That brought me completely into such a powerful presence. And from that place that is no thought, I do a mantra, which is Gayatri Mantra, which is a very old Vedic mantra, which is supposed to be one of the most healing ones. I did it nine times. Everything is very fast. Eh? Not a lot of nine times Gayatri Mantra. From that, which then I'm using your voice. You see, first I'm tuning my body. Then while my body is tuned and, and aligned, I release my voice through the body so i'm creating an energetic field from my body with meaning that is vedic which is basically mantras carving ancestral wisdom and those are coded codes itself well there's another universal talk but i create that field within me and i send it to the field and after that what i'm doing is a prayer a gratitude prayer for my family so i name all my the names of my family members my club from my my main family, my mother and my brother, and then cousins, aunts, to my grandmothers and my grand aunt. This has been very important for me because, as you know, in my method, I said that we need to breathe from my roots, from our roots, to access our strength. 
The problem is in those roots there are pain, so we don't want to go there and we, we breathe from outside things. Took me 15 years to get this out. So now breathing every day from my roots and giving thanks to every single family member of my lineage, I found out this is so, so, so powerful. And I really want, because I'm very separated from there physically, it's a way to live with them within. So I'm creating a daily relationship with them, even they don't know. And I'm doing that, why? Because that gives me strength. And then after that, I go into my day. <laughs> uh, it's like five hours no, later. it's actually all these things. I mean, the, pra- the practice, the physical practice with five Tibetans and, and mantra and prayer is 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's very fast. It, it, the core point about all these things is not to do f- one hour. Is You want to do 30 minutes, 25 days, but every day. I know that if I do it that every day, which is, you know, it's not that I do this every day. When I have a lot of challenges, I do it I, because I know that I'm in, I'm in my best. For me, if I do this every day, my day is done. Then I, I go into my work, but I don't worry about my work because I develop the craft. So I don't worry about my work. I do worry that I have to do this every single day because that brings me into my essence and my potential. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so powerful. I I love this, and um, so there's just there's a lot of of juice in this morning ritual. <laughs> so I'm going to borrow some of that. <laughs> uh, Nacho, what sort of things have surprised you the most on this journey? Um, what has surprised me are the surprises. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, the, all the, the, the all the beauty was in all the unexpected things that happens in my life, and uh, which sometimes are been the hardest. But with perspectives, you know, I realized that those was the most important ones. One of the first things I learned in Mexico with the shamans, uh, uh, there was a book written by one of them by someone that was translating the words of the shaman. And and he said, you know, the most important attribute of the shaman is to be always in wonder. And I've been analyzing this, basically wonder and to be open to the unexpected. What this means for me is when you are in wonder, you are not in judgment. You are open. And you're not judging. So that's the opportunity for you to really receive and see beyond. And then when the unexpected happens and you don't react, but you have the the tools and the craft to offer solutions to the unexpected, that's what for me a mastery is and a, and a shaman is in the, in the whole sense. You have the knowledge and the tools to give to a very unexpected situation solutions. That's very high end. So that's what I live for, you know, and I, it's not that I, I'm there yet, but I recognize my life when unexpected things happened when I was living in New York and, you know, my divorce. And I was, I was having these words from Mexico, but I, I realized I was not able to do it because I was in the unexpected. I freaked out, which is what everybody does, right? right. And in the unexpected, I judged so then you are you are then you are condemned to suffer so by all the suffering and the hard parts of my life and now by seeing all the suffering that i'm seeing in my treatments with trauma i'm realizing how powerful it is to have the perspective of suffering as just 
energy that is very disorganized and we still don't have the tools to organize it. Mm. I hope you're following me with this. So that's why music, you know, give me the tools and which is geometry to organize anything that it seems very difficult to organize. But for that, what do you need? You need the strength to not to be triggered by the unexpected and then the tools and the knowledge to use them in a creative way in the unexpected. And as you grow and as you go through life, there always is a new unexpected situation that comes along for you to solve. That's where you prove your evolution. So, wow, that's a I'm very, I'm very, <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful for the pain. I'm grateful for the for the damage because now that becomes the source of my knowledge, and that knowledge now I can put it in service and with no fear. That's why you know. Remember, I mean, even you or some people that sometimes comes with a lot of complex situations or sometimes they say, well, congratulations, you know, because that moment of crisis and pain is actually the moment you're cracking up to grow. And I have the tools to help harmonize that and, and, and support that process. So actually it's a very well noticed. But when you are facing the crisis for the first time and nobody told you anything, you don't have reference, you're just in judging, in judgment and in complete trigger is very hard to see perspective of growth there. Right. Right. That's profound. I love that. You prove your evolution through how you react to your crises. <laughs> uh, so, so profound. Um, Nacho, what do you want to tell listeners about their wellness and well-being? What's sort of like your main takeaway, if you could tell our audience anything? Well, I think I said before, you know, uh, there is no well-being if you are not doing what you love right here, right now. It's not going to happen. You can go to all the meditation. You can meditate every day or you can do all the retreats what you want, but you have to come back home and do what you love and do it with passion. And, uh, and then if you, and then that's number one. Then number two, every time that you have a conflict, you know, and with a person and you are not able to give an answer in, with kindness, just ask yourself because you are not strong enough. So instead of thinking about meditation, being into the five dimension or being connected with, with light beings, I want you to think about how strong you can be within yourself and flexible enough to face a situation and not to move and stay patient and listen. How strong enough you are to listen to others' pain beyond your pain that you're putting your pain before. No, how strong you are to listen to a situation and to somebody that is basically even judging you, how strong you are to stand up and not react. Now, how you build that strength? If you're not strong, please bring that strength. Because with that strength aligned with flexibility, that's how you're going to be able to handle life, which guess what? Life has tension. Life has very unexpected situation. But as we were talking, how you respond to them is what's going to give you peace. Even if you lose, even if you win, how you respond is not even what you access or what you conquer, is how you do it is what is going to give you peace. The other thing is your mind trying to access ideas of success and happiness that are just not real. So for me, that's well-being. Wow. Mm. 
Amazing, amazing. It's so inspiring uh, to talk to you, Nacho, and what a great reminder, you know, to get back into the present moment and do what we love because I think a lot of people are not doing what they love um, most of the day and most of their lives. Um, so that's just a, a very powerful reminder for all of us listening. Um, and are, where can people find you if there are any resources that you can point folks to in order to learn more about you and your work and and also how to work with you? Well, I just finally recouped my website that was hacked for the past two months. So I'm very happy <laughs> because I built this website through many, many years. And it's a beautiful compilation of my work. There are interviews through the years and there are my art artistic profile there, my music, my jazz music, also the therapeutic music that I developed for advanced make technologies. There are a lot of videos there. And then also there is a description of the Arimani method. You can book a session with me through the page. Also, the sound healing course that probably I will do this summer or next autumn. So my website, I think, is the best way to find me. And then for more quick updates, my Instagram account, which is a compilation of music. And now I have a beautiful um, a string ensemble in L.A. And you see I post there basically all about music, sound, and and art, you know. And also my life, as you said before, I'm in between worlds. So I am, I see myself as a bridge between, at the beginning, you know, the traditions and neurobiology and neurotechnology companies. But now I find my mission to really be in a bridge between cultures. So I have a lot of emphasis now in, in really having, bringing voice to minorities, you know, like, like people in Lebanon, like people in Syria, like now Iranian culture in LA. I really want to support traditions that have a lot of value that, for some reason, are minorities. And even I'm not from those traditions, but I, I admire them and I'm very connected. I bring through my posts also a lot of voice to these kind of uh, beautiful cultural traditions, you know. What we need is to connect. What we need, again, is not to judge, is to really see what other cultures has been done. And because now we're in America, and America is a very, very young country, with very, very small culture. I come from Spain, which has a lot of culture and heritage from the past. That culture is very important because give you roots and give you strength and give you perspective. So that's why traveling around the world, connecting with cultures, again, is like becoming this light designer on top of the top of the theater. You can see things with a lot of perspective and then not judge. Therefore, you are able to see better. Therefore, you are able to love better. Mm, beautiful, Nacho. Thank you so much for your time. This was so lovely. And I learned a lot from this conversation, as I always do in your company. And for those listening in the audience, definitely check out Nacho's work on Spotify as well. I was so moved the first time that I heard his music. And I, I think you will be as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Nacho. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a beautiful life. Keep doing what you love, okay? Oh, thank you, thank you. And for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about sound healing and how to build a template inside yourself with Nacho Aramani. And you can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one -on -one conversations with leading experts in wellness, well-being, and spirituality. Thanks again.